Once upon a time, Kimberly was just going through the motions. Every once in a while, she'd find some happiness, but it quickly faded. She chased every possible way to make money because she thought money was the key to getting the happiness she longed for. Then, one day, she decided she was worthy enough to try a different path. It led her through the dark cave of fear, past the forest of doubts, and to the village of vulnerability. With each step, she trusted herself more. She asked for what she really wanted, and she started to get it. More happiness, more love, and yes, more money. Welcome to the next chapter of Kimberly's Manifesting Success Story. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am back with Kimberly for another episode in her manifesting success story. Today, we're talking about criticism and growing through that, as well as growing into a coach and what those two things have to do with one another. So even if you don't want to be a coach, this talk on criticism is going to support you in growth and opening up and um, just being willing to being willing and open to grow in different ways. So, but I want to start, Kimberly, with um, how do you know it's happening? Um, it's always happening now. <laughs> um, I just, I, I just know that, and I trust it more. Plus, I have given myself the safety net of having you as my coach, so that I always am tapping into knowing that it's, it's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. So um, you had mentioned, which is why I wanted to do this episode, uh, that you know you are more open to criticism. Even I want to say it was something like, I, I enjoy criticism. I've really changed in that. So to start out, define criticism for us. For me? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's telling me I'm wrong or to stop doing something I'm doing. Um so it's someone else telling you you're wrong or to stop doing something that you're doing. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it means that, so coming from a previous, probably still in there somewhat perfectionist, being told that I'm not doing something very well or that I could be better at it. Um, yeah, that kind of stung. Or at first it would sting. <laughs> so, and I would like, do things so that I wasn't, wasn't setting myself up to get criticized. If that makes sense. Yeah. So let's, um, let's step back. Let's talk about in your previous life before here, and maybe even leading up in the last year or two, as you stepped into becoming a coach and doing training, how did you handle criticism? Oh, I was defensive. I didn't handle it very well. <laughs> like, and so give us like an example. What does that look like if someone's like, oh, I don't know if that's me. Like how... <laughs> Um, I, for me, when, when someone would start to criticize, I would interrupt. I wouldn't hear what they were saying, or I would, it's like you would, you would listen, but not hear. Mm. So I could listen to what you were saying, but, oh, that doesn't pertain to me. I know what I'm doing. Mm. And would that be true even if someone was talking to you? Like I could see how like if you're in a classroom or whatever, 
Totally. But if someone was talking one-on-one to you, would you have that same, like, oh, I hear you, but that's not me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And the other person may not recognize it. Um, (laughs) Thankfully, Cassie catches me and calls me out on my shit. So, (laughs) but if it was anyone else, I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm, yep. I would just be, like, agreeable. And in my head, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're so wrong. And I am so right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that went on until, I mean, really recently, right? Yes. And I'm sure it still goes on. (laughs) I'll be honest. (laughs) Yeah. And what I think is interesting is that as a, um, as a student, right, at Enchanted Life University, you came fully open to be coached. Yes. But, but when it came to, um, like learning how to be a coach is really when these criticism walls went up or, or that were always there, but they came out. Right. Whereas I feel like you came very open to being coached, but when it came to learning how to be a coach, why do you think there was a difference? Um, that's such an interesting question. I think because I had coached in the past Mm-hmm. And I still had the, the the mindset of, and this is really interesting. I don't fix my family anymore, um, mm-hmm. but I still had the mindset. In order to be a good coach, I had to fix people. Mm-hmm. But that's not what you do for me. So why would I do that for other people? But that yeah. was the that's where I, that's where my brain was. Is that if I wanted to be a really good coach, I had to help fix people. And so problems. Yeah. And so how does that fixing tie into criticism and not being able to take that? Because I couldn't see how to show up to be a better coach. I couldn't hear the criticism of I was doing it wrong. And I was also telling myself the story on several occasions because of different things I was doing is that I'm never going to get this Mm -hmm. and I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be Cassie. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, just because in the past, I always shined at work. Nobody saw my flaws because I didn't screw up or they didn't catch it. Mm -hmm. And so it really is more vulnerable, especially in the beginning to show up and allow myself to be criticized by you because I wanted to be perfect. I want to be that perfect coach. I want to be the best version of myself and show up for my clients so that they can have and live the amazing life that I get to live, but on their own terms. Right. I think it's very interesting that you um, like compared it to a job in the past. And I think this is where um, it can be harder. So if we can, when you learn and you're really good at a job, like, you don't mess it up, but a lot of those skills are, um, I mean, they're not simple, but they're, you know, it's just things you've done, right? Like whether it's organize something or do something or, you know, and generally we get a job that is really connected to our skill set, right? But you had, and so it was probably natural and easy to be really good. And of course you didn't mess up because in essence, you're like kind of dealing with paper and, you know, like we can't, it's harder <laughs> to mess up. Like there's no human um, nuance to it. Right. Unless you are like in HR and even that 
generally there's like a protocol to follow. Right. Um, right. And, but when we're dealing with stuff like numbers or data, that's not a human, it's a lot easier to get it perfect. Yeah. But when we, we bring this very human element into it and um, this very sacred job of holding space for someone else and allowing them to have their path unfold, the, there's a lot of room for, because our humanness, our humanness gets in the way, right? I need to do yes. it right, which <laughs> ironic. I need to do it right. And so I'm just going to tell you I'm right instead of listening to how to do it right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And so you said something like, you know, almost like you look forward to criticism. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I, um, I want Yeah, I look forward to criticism now because I want to show up and be the best coach possible. And in order to do that, I need there are things I need to learn. Um, and so I can't learn those without someone showing me that how I can do something better. There isn't a, <laughs> or I think for what we do, there isn't a manual, like a step-by-step -step of exactly how to do something. Um, I mean, I know that we have like things that we do differently as coaches here versus anywhere else. So I have that guidance, but I needed to learn how to, I guess, step into being a coach mm -hmm. versus trying to show up as a coach that has all the answers. <laughs> mm. um, my clients have the answers. <laughs> I'm yeah. just guiding them to it. Yeah. And so, it's a lot of, go ahead. Yep, go ahead. I was, oh, I was say, just going to say, I wouldn't have caught that if you hadn't lovingly criticized me. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, and that's, um, because we can't without criticism. And I think criticism is a hard word and you might even change it because either, right. either the word has become softer in your mind mm -hmm. or it you know, it's, it doesn't feel the same anymore. Right. But, um, because criticism is like, oh, they're telling me I'm doing it wrong versus yeah. really like they're helping me do it right. Yes. So it's more, instead of criticism, it's more like you're teaching me. Yes. But when we can't, we're not open to being taught when we have to be right. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's that resistance again we talked about last episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting because when you show up and you have to be the coach who has all the answers, um, that's a lot of pressure. And so like, if you have to have all the answers, right, being told you're doing it wrong really has a different impact than, um, you know, if you don't have to have all the answers. Right. Yeah. So how has learning to ingest criticism or teaching made you a better coach? Because I show up more open um, to learning that I really have stepped into showing up more present with my clients. Um, 
versus showing up as the coach who has to fix, <laughs> um, which is, a t they're just, they just feel totally different. It's not, um, how to verbalize this, but I show up being more present and asking them more questions versus telling them how to do something. Mm -hmm. And that feels so, it just feels better. Um, I don't even know, and I'm sure Cassie, you can help me with this, but doing it how I was before, not that I was being a bad coach, but I'm definitely a better coach now because I show up differently and I'm showing up using the word better, but I just, I'm showing up being more present and asking more questions. Mm -hmm. And it just, I feel different as a coach versus how I was doing it two or three months ago. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and we talked a little bit about, you know, how you don't have to fix people mm -hmm. and it's really about their answers. So in previous coach training that you had, would you say that you were taught you had to have the answers? Like you had to be the, like a guru type of person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I'm just like super curious, like, was there a set of standard answers? Like how could you possibly have the answers for everybody or what was that? How did they teach that? Um, I don't remember exactly how it was taught, but it was, it was more like, it didn't leave space for the answer to show up. Mm -hmm. um, you didn't really ask, you asked some questions, but you gave mm -hmm. more like, go do this or go do that. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, and so there really wasn't, it didn't create space for them to discover the answers that are within them yeah. and kind of choose their own journey versus me telling them what their journey is going to be. Yeah. I love it. Um, let's see. So we talked about that. Um, anything else on, on coaching and the difference in, in criticism that you want to talk about? There's one more story that I want you to, to tell, but um, anything else about sort of the evolution of coaching and criticism you want to share? Well, it's, I'll just share this because I just, it makes me laugh. So I remember the first time that, um, and I'm going to say in my brain, I felt like Cassie yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I remember getting off the call and I was, I told my husband, I'm like, Cassie yelled at me today. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, it was awful. <laughs> and then I was like, I had to recognize that you weren't yelling at me. You were interrupting my defense mechanisms mm -hmm. and giving me the opportunity to grow and open up space to be better. Um, and then just recently, um, I won't say you were criticizing because now I feel like you were teaching. Um, you said something and you're like, stop doing that. And I didn't, cause I didn't recognize I was doing it. Mm -hmm. But once you said it to me, I was like, oh, and I felt like it shifted a lot faster than the first time. Cause the first yeah. time it was like, Cassie's yelling at me this time. It's like, oh, Cassie's pointing out and calling me out on my shit that I didn't even realize I was doing. And yeah. so it's just it feels so much better to not feel like I'm being criticized and not telling yeah. that story anymore. I'm telling the story that, Oh, she's trying to teach me something. And I, for whatever reason, I'm not listening and I want to listen. So I get to choose to open up that space. 
Does that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love that you, um, I didn't have defense mechanism out of my notes, but it's such a powerful um, word and thing to be aware of, right? Because when you're in defensive mode, you can't take anything in. Like you're mm -hmm. literally, like you're defensive, you're pushing everything away. And so whatever those defense mechanisms are, right? I think yours, if we name them, would be to like explain why you did it that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And, that, yeah. and I, sometimes I still cringe when you ask me that question, but I recognize now that, oh, she's trying to teach me. Yeah. Um, and so for those of you listening, one of the questions I do, like, why are you telling me this? Like, mm -hmm. I, but because I don't, um, I want to find a different word for don't care. It doesn't matter right. like why you did it. It's not, it's not in alignment with what we want to do. And so spending all this time and why you did it and, and defending it to me, like, I, I don't care, like, doesn't matter because it's not going to, just because you're explain to me why you did something doesn't mean we're going to continue to do it that way. Right. <laughs> Cause it's not, yeah. it's not an alignment with what we're creating. Right. Um, right. And so I did have before my last um, story that I kind of want to have you share, how does this criticism also play into writing? How, you know, how does writing criticism and coaching all come together as well? Um, so, so I, um, I've been writing blogs, um, or mm -hmm. subscribe, they get those. And I can remember thinking that I'm doing this wrong. I'm never going to get this. And there was a lot of, in the beginning, I'm just going to say it was criticism and I didn't deal very well with that. And I just felt very, um, kind of defeated. Like, I'm just, I'm never going to be this writer. I'm never gonna be able to speak to my clients. Um, until, and I don't even remember the exact moment it switched, but I had to stop telling that story of I'm never going to get this. And I had to be open to hearing what you were saying <clears throat> and stop fighting against what you were trying to tell me. Um, and again, I think that's the defense mechanism had kicked in for me where I was being very defensive about some of my, why I wrote what I wrote or defending why I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really stepped into, well, how do I write this? How do I connect with my client? Um, cause I want to be a better writer. I want to connect with people that that's why I'm here. That's why I want to be a coach and recognizing that I was, I think pushing that away in some way mm -hmm. I was blocking getting what I wanted. <laughs> and that was being a better writer so that I can write my book so that I can reach more people to say, Hey, <laughs> this is what we do. And it's changed my life and it can change yours. Yeah. I love it. And I, you are true. Like very often there's a story that creates, cause if we're never, if the story is, I'm never going to get this, like mm -hmm. there's, there's no, you know, we, we do get defensive about hearing that stuff. And that story just feeds that because like, well, I don't need to know it. I'm never going to get it anyway. So I don't yeah. need to hear it, you know? Yeah. And I didn't leave space for it to be any different. Right. Yeah. Until I did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Until you did. And I would even say that's continuous. It's not one time. You've had to do it right. multiple times. You might've even had to do it last week or you'll probably have to do it this week, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. 
yeah, I um, it's so interesting. Um, <laughs> which I'll be bringing that to the to the call today, uh, for coach training. But yeah, it's I I want to be a better writer. I want to be a better coach, and in order to do that, I have to tell a new story that I want to learn, and it's not criticism. Cassie's teaching me, and that story feels so much more powerful than she's criticizing me or telling me I'm doing it wrong. The story that I tell now is Cassie's teaching me because she's been doing this for a long time and she's really good at what she does. And I want to learn how to be the best coach that I can be, the best writer that I can be, you know, whatever that, whatever it is I want to be, I want to be teachable. So not only did I show up coachable in the beginning, now I want to show up teachable. I love that. Amazing. I think that is an amazing place to end for today. Any final thoughts that you feel like you have to share as we wrap up? No, I, that was really good. Yeah. Criticism. It's, it's an interesting thing, but you can change that story. So if you feel like criticism is a bad thing, um, change it to being open to being teachable. I think that's all. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing um, this part of your manifesting success story with us. And thank you all. Of course. Thank you all for listening and make sure to come back and check out next week where we'll be talking in depth about being versus doing and how inspiration plays into all of that. Talk soon. The telling of stories is so powerful, both to the person telling it and the person receiving it. Since 30,000 BC, we as humans have told stories to teach and guide. And now we, with Manifesting Success Stories, hope to inspire you to what is possible in your own life. If you want more Manifesting Success, go to moremanifestingsuccess.com where you'll find links to anything we've talked about on the show. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you have the power to write your own happy ever after.